ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sweaty Sexy Truth Podcast. I'm Jeff Magnuson, owner of Magnuson Athletics, and I am riding solo on this episode. I had a thought today, and I just really wanted to share it, so I decided to sit down and record this podcast. We're going to be talking about your identity and your habits. It's a super important topic, and I hope that you enjoy. Now, few things can have a more powerful impact on your life than improving your daily habits. But unfortunately for most people, it's very likely that this time next year, you're going to be doing the same thing rather than something better. It often feels difficult to keep good habits going for more than a few days, even with sincere effort and the occasional bursts of motivation. Habits like exercise, meditation, and journaling uh, are reasonable for a day or two, and then they can kind of become a hassle. Once your habits are established, they seem to stick around forever. And this is a double-edged sword because unfortunately, this is especially true for the unwanted ones. Despite our best intentions, unhealthy habits like binging on treat food, skipping our daily movement goal, procrastinating, and not respecting your boundaries around time and rest can feel impossible to break. Now, changing our habits is really challenging for two main reasons. The first is that we try to change the wrong thing. And the second is we try to change our habits in the wrong way. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk mostly about the first one, but I'm definitely going to touch on both. So our first mistake is that we try to change the wrong thing. To understand what I mean, you need to understand that there are three levels at which change actually occurs. The first level is changing your outcomes. This level is concerned with changing your results, such as losing weight, uh, winning a championship, something like that, right? Most of the goals you set are associated with this level of change, and there's nothing wrong with that. The second layer is changing your process. This level is concerned with changing your habits and systems, like implementing a new routine at the gym, decluttering your desk for a better workflow, developing a meditation practice, that kind of thing. Most of the habits you build are associated associated with this level. Also very important. The third and deepest layer is changing your identity. This level is concerned with changing your beliefs, like your worldview, your self-image, your judgments about yourself and others. Most of the beliefs, assumptions, and biases you hold are associated with this level. So to kind of break it down further, outcomes are about what you get, processes are about what you do, and identity is about what you believe. It's also important to remember that when building habits at last, the problem is not that one level is better or worse than the other. All levels of change are useful in their own way. The problem that most of us have is the direction of the change. Many people begin the process of changing their habits by focusing on what they want to achieve. And this mindset leads us to outcome-based habits. So imagine two people resisting a cigarette. When offered to smoke, the first person says, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. It sounds like a reasonable response. But this person still believes that they're a smoker who's trying to be something else. They're hoping their behavior will change while carrying around the same beliefs. The second person declines by saying, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Now it's a small difference, but the statement signals a shift in identity. Smoking was a part of their former life, not their current one. They no longer identify as someone who smokes. Just the same as if you're identifying as somebody who chronically falls off the wagon with their health and fitness. You will continue to act in the behaviors that align with this identity until you change your narrative. And most people don't even consider identity change when they set out to improve. They just think, I want to lose the weight, which is an outcome. And if I stick to this diet, then I'll lose the weight, which is a process, right? And there's still nothing wrong with that. Most people set goals and determine the actions they should take to achieve these goals without considering the beliefs that drive their actions. They never shift the way they look at themselves, and they don't realize that their old identity can sabotage their plans for change. Behind every system of actions are a system of beliefs, and behavior that is not in alignment with your true self will not last. You may want more money, but if your identity is someone who consumes rather than creates, then you'll likely continue to be pulled towards spending rather than earning. You may want better health, but if you continue to prioritize comfort over accomplishment, then you'll be drawn to relaxing rather than training. 
It's hard to change your habits if you never change the underlying beliefs that led you to your past behavior. And sure, you have a new goal and a new plan, but you haven't changed who you are. And the more pride you have in a particular aspect of your identity, the more motivated you will be to maintain the habits associated with it. If you're proud of how juicy your booty looks, you'll make sure to never skip your lower body session. If you're proud about how good you feel after a long walk in the wilderness, you'll make sure to create time for that in your life. You kind of seeing where I'm going with this? True behavior change is identity change. You might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason why you'll stick with one is that it becomes part of your identity. Anyone can convince themselves to visit the gym or eat healthy once or twice, but if you don't shift the belief behind the behavior, then it's hard to stick with the long-term changes. Improvements are only temporary until they become part of who you are. The goal is not to go on a diet. The goal is to become a master of your nutrition. The goal is not to run a marathon, it's to become a runner. Your behaviors are a reflection of your identity. What you do is an indication of the type of person you believe that you are either consciously or subconsciously. And research has shown that once a person believes a particular aspect of their identity, they're more likely to act in alignment with that belief. For example, the person who incorporates exercise into their identity doesn't have to convince themselves to go train. It's just who they are. And when your behavior and identity are fully aligned, then you're no longer pushing or pursuing behavior change. You're simply acting like the type of person that you already believe yourself to be. Like all aspects of habit formation, this too is a double-edged sword. When working for you, identity change can be a powerful force for self-improvement. But when working against you, identity change can feel like a curse. And there's so many people that walk through life in a cognitive slumber, blindly following the norms attached to their identity. Like, I can't lose weight. Nothing works for me. Bad things always happen to me. I don't have any time. I'm bad at sports. I can't gain muscle. I can't control my cravings and a thousand other variations that I've heard. When you've repeated a story to yourself for years, it's easy to slide into these mental groups and just accept them as fact, even if it's bullshit. In time, you begin to resist certain actions because, you know, that's not who I am. There is internal pressure to maintain your self-image and behave in a way that is consistent with your beliefs, and you find whatever way you can to avoid contradicting yourself, because the ego is very powerful, and this is exactly what it's trying to do. The more deeply a thought or action is tied to your identity, the more difficult it is to change. It can feel comfortable to believe what your culture or religion believes, such as a group identity, or do what upholds your self-image, even if it's wrong. The biggest barrier to positive change at any level is identity conflict. Good habits can make rational sense, but if they conflict with your identity, then you'll fail to put them into action. And this brings us to an important question. If your beliefs and worldview play such an important role in your behavior, where the fuck do they come from in the first place? How exactly is your identity formed? And how can you emphasize new aspects of your identity that serve you and gradually erase the pieces that are holding you back? So I want you all to sit with these questions and answer honestly. And if you can, journal your thoughts and why you feel the way you do, as logical or illogical as they may seem. I'm going to give you an honest warning that this will make you feel uncomfortable because it's fucking supposed to. But make sure to push through because it's so worth it once you have some definitive clarity. And the reason why I'm harping on our habits in a talk about identity is because your identity emerges out of your habits. You're not born with preset beliefs. Every belief, including those about yourself, is learned and conditioned through experience. More precisely, your habits are how you embody your identity. When you make your bed each day, you embody the identity of an organized person. When you train each day, you embody the identity of an athletic person. The more you repeat a behavior, the more you reinforce the identity associated with that behavior. Whatever your identity is right now, you only believe it because you have proof 
of it. As you repeat these actions and behaviors to create a change, the evidence accumulates and your self-image begins to change. In this way, the process of building habits is actually the process of becoming yourself. It's also important to remember that this is a gradual evolution. We don't change by snapping our fingers and deciding to become somebody entirely new. We change bit by bit, day by day, and habit by habit. And I want you to think of each habit like a suggestion. Maybe this is who I am. And every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your new identity. And this is one reason why meaningful change does not require radical change. Just like I tell all of my clients, small habits can make a meaningful difference by providing evidence of a new identity. And if a small change is meaningful, then it's actually fucking big. Each small habit not only gets results, but also teaches you something far more important to fucking trust yourself. You start to believe you can actually accomplish these things that you've envisioned for yourself. And as I keep saying, new identities require new evidence. If you keep casting the same fucking votes you've always cast, you're going to get the same results you've always fucking had. And if nothing changes, then nothing's going to change. So I'm going to break down identity change into a simple two-step process. One, decide the type of person you want to be. What do you want to stand for? What are your principles and values? And who do you wish to become? And number two, fucking prove it to yourself with small wins. You have the power to change your beliefs about yourself. Your identity is not set in stone. You have a choice in every moment. You can choose the identity you want to reinforce today with the habits you choose today. If you identify as somebody who will grow through the lessons along the journey, who will succeed and give their best efforts, and who has already accomplished what it is you're seeking or envisioning, then the behaviors will follow. And so will the trajectory of your life. So be very careful about how you talk to yourself and be vigilant in defining your identity as a human. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode about identity and habits. I know I had a really good time getting this off my chest and having a chat with y'all. Thanks so much for tuning into the Sweaty Sexy Truth Podcast. We really appreciate you stopping by. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to stay updated on new weekly episodes. And if you'd like to get to know us better, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Threads, and TikTok. You'll find our social media links in the show notes. We'll see you next time.